praise the Lord. We greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's good to be in the house of God and gathered with you online. We just want to greet the saints of the living God this morning. Happy to uh, enjoy the sunshine on the outside. And when was the last time that happened that we had two weeks of solid sun? But we're thankful for it. And more than that, we're thankful for the Son of God that has shined this end time age and we're enjoying the warm rays of God in our lives and we're so thankful for that for the truth and we love the light the light unfiltered outside and the light unfiltered in our hearts amen hallelujah the son of God sing that song there is a country far beyond the starry sky we're in that city where the lamb is the light I just happened to look at the number and it's uh, 727. <laughs> brother Tom, this is your song. Our brothers uh, in ho- at home, after having been in the States, they are forcing them to be in quarantine. And uh, so we just uh, want to remember our brother and sing this song to the Lord and for our brother. Amen. All right, let's sing this. Oh, there's a country far beyond the starry sky. There's a city where there never comes a night. If we're faithful, we shall go there by and by. There's that city where the Lamb is the light. In that city where the Lamb is the light. In that city call it no now well I've a mansion over there and when free from toil and care I am going where the lamb is the light here we have our days of sunshine but we know that the sun which shines upon us now so bright will be changed to clouds eternal day without a night our tears shall be forever wiped away in that city where the lamp is the light oh in that city where the lamp is the light in that city where there cometh no night and I'm a mansion over there and with free from Disappointments all the while And our fondest hopes But meet with bitter blight Though by night we wake The morning brings a smile In that city where the lamp is alive In that city where the lamp is alive 
Hallelujah. <clears throat> I think there's one more verse to that song. I missed it. Let's sing that as well. Last verse. Then let sunlight fade, let twilight bring its gloom. Not a shadow can my blissful soul abide. Amen. For I know that up in heaven there is room. In that city where the Lamb is the light. Oh, glory. That city, the Lamb is the light. In that city where there cometh no night. Oh yes, I'm a mansion over there. And when free from toil and care, I am going where the Lamb is the light. Oh hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory be to Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. My, when you start singing about the Lord Jesus being the Lamb and being the light. There's something about the soul that just cries out and gives glory to God. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Brother Tim Gertson is here this morning. He's got a special for us. And Brother Peter also got a special. So we're just going to cut the song service a little short and give Brother Murphy all the time that he needs. I'd like us to stand together and uh, we'll just sing together. Um, give me your hand. Let's agree together. That all of our enemies will crumble at our feet. And it's because that Jesus, the light, has come. And the light scatters the darkness and brings the kingdom of darkness to its knees. And annihilates the darkness. Amen and amen. Praise God. Oh, give me your hand. Let's agree together. That all of our enemies will crumble at our feet. Whatever we bind on earth shall be bound.
sing that first verse together once again and I just though we're physically separated but we just want to join our hearts together heart to heart screen to screen online connection to online connection the bride of Jesus Christ joined together amen under the banner of love the love of Christ the love of God in our hearts under the Holy Spirit in this age amen All right, let's sing this and let's agree together. We've got many needs in our congregation, many needs in the body around the world. We got to, we agree together. And Jesus said, agree on anything and I will bring it to pass. Amen and amen. We stand upon the word of the living God this morning. Hallelujah. Give me your hand. Let's agree together. That all of our enemies will crumble at our feet. Whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. At the name of Jesus, Satan has to got the power in the name of the Lord. Though Satan rages, we cannot be defeated. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We just want to go to prayer this morning. We've got a prayer request from, uh, I believe it's uh, Brother Yomi and Sister Ad- Adelaide. Yes. We want to give thanks, a special thanks to the Lord Jesus for the uh, improvement in Brother Milko. And Brother Milko, yesterday I timed, timed, FaceTimed him. Did you want to pray? Okay. All right, brother. Uh, uh, brother Bisco is just uh, just after I read this request, I'll just uh, mention what here Brother Bisco was saying. Uh, brother Yomi, uh, they moved here from Africa 
last uh, summer, I believe. And his wife is going in a C-section, going in for a C-section on Tuesday, and just asking the church to remember her in prayer this morning. And um, Brother Ed was mentioning that he had FaceTimed Brother Milko. Was it yesterday? Yesterday, Brother Brother Ed Biscoll FaceTimed Brother Milko, and Brother Ed was encouraging him in the Word, and Brother Milko was responding with, Amen, Amen. And I just want to thank the Lord for such a vast improvement from what he was three weeks ago to where he is today. And God is on the move. Amen. We are so thankful for that. And we're just so encouraged by what God is doing in Brother Milko's life. And we just continue to remember our brother in prayer and the many needs that we have in our congregation and um, around the globe. The Bride of Jesus Christ and um, Brother Murphy speaking to us this morning. And we he's a representative of the saints in China. We want to remember those believers over there. They have a whole different set of uh, hurdles, let's say hurdles to overcome. But we just want to stand with our brothers and sisters over there. Amen. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord Jesus, with gladness in our hearts, Lord, with joy on our and thanksgiving upon our lips, O God, for your grace to us, Lord. Father God, for shining the light upon our lives in this end time age, Lord. Jesus said, Jesus, you said you are the light of the world and you have given us this light, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, Lord, by revealing the word to us, Lord, by quickening that word to us in our hearts, Lord, in our lives and manifesting it, Father, by bringing forth your very character, Lord, in the bride of Jesus Christ. You are manifesting your light, Lord Jesus. You are that light, Lord. It's not our own light, Father, but it's your light, Lord Jesus. That's flaming up, oh God. There's a bride that's rising up, Lord. There's a New Testament church, Lord, that's rising up, Lord, with the light of God in her hearts, Lord. Something burning, Father. The more Satan tries to lock her down, oh God, the more that fire is flamed up, oh God. The more it's fanned by your Holy Spirit, Lord. Oh, how God, how we thank you, Lord. We thank you, oh God, for the fire of God. That, Lord, that is inspired, Lord. That's quickened, Father. That's moved upon us, Lord Jesus, by the angel of your presence, oh God. Hallelujah, God. I pray that you'll visit us, Lord God, in a mighty way this morning, Father. Let the angel of your presence come down, oh God, in the midst of your people, Lord God. Oh, we need you, Father. We need you in this hour, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, God. We love you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God. We love you, Lord Jesus. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. We're connected this morning. We've sang the song, Father. We've connected our hearts together, Father. By faith, Lord. Oh, Jesus, and we are standing upon your word, Lord. And we want to give you thanks this morning for answering prayer, oh God. For healing Brother Milko, Lord. For raising him up, Lord. Oh, God, for what you've done in his life, Father. We're seeing you on the move, Lord. Lord Jesus, Satan's kingdom is crumbling. Crumbling this morning, Lord. The walls of Jericho are coming down, Father. And oh, how we thank you, Father. 
Lord, just continually minister unto our brother. Minister healing. Minister grace, Father. And raise them up, Lord, in the power of your resurrection, Father. Oh, Jesus, in every need, Lord God. The need of our brother Yomi and his wife, Father. Lord Jesus, may your presence just dwell with our sister and our brother, oh God. Oh, Father, and just deliver her of that child, Lord God. And may it be safely born into this world, Father. Full of health and strength, oh God. Health in the baby and health and strength in the mother, Lord God, we pray. Every need, Lord Jesus. The needs in your body, Lord. We remember our brothers and sisters in China this morning, Father. Oh, strengthen them, Father God. Heal them, Lord God. Lift them up, Father. Encourage them in your word, Lord, by your spirit, oh God. Let your angels minister, oh God, into them, Father, we pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. We love your people. And we thank you, oh God. Thank you for your little bride, Lord, that's standing upon your word in this end time age, O God. She will not be defeated, Lord. This is that little Eve that will not be defeated in this end time age, O God. She will not swallow Satan's lies. She will not take no for an answer, Lord God. Oh, but she claims the inheritance of Jesus Christ for her very own, Lord. Oh, we thank you, God. We thank you, oh God. We thank you, Lord God. Bless our brother Murphy this morning. Anoint him, oh Lord. Oh, anoint him, Lord Jesus. Oh God, as he would speak, Lord, I pray that he would feel your presence surrounding him, Lord. Your Holy Spirit administering through him, oh God. Strengthen him. Quicken him, Lord. Minister through him, Lord. Step behind the veil, O God, we pray. We're hungry, Lord. Hungry for more of you, Father. Grant it, O Lord Jesus, we pray. We thank you, Lord. We give you this service this morning. And we give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. We love you, Lord. And we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. We appreciate that so much. You can have your seats this morning. Amen. Brother Tim Gertson, why don't you come up and minister us, unto us in song. And uh, we'll, we so appreciate you coming and doing this for us. God bless you richly. God bless you. Um, It's been a number of years since I've been here singing a song, but uh, it's been really, really good being back in BC again and uh, started working at BCA, and that's been a huge blessing. Um, You know, as much as the school needed a teacher, I think the Lord knew I needed it. It's been really good for me being in that atmosphere every day, and uh, the Lord's been really been doing a work in my life, so I'm very grateful. Um, If you'll just... uh, Give me one moment. I wanted to say a quick word about the song. Uh, the Lord inspired this about a year ago when I was thinking about, you know, some of the things um, people sometimes allow themselves to get anointed of the devil and uh, be really critical of God's people or try to stand in, in their way or uh, sometimes, you know, tearing down the reputation, 
or something like that, and you see those things and you can start to feel upset or angry, but um, I just think of the Lord, uh, his attitude on the cross, you know, just forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. And Stephen you know, being stoned, saying, lay not this sin to their charge. And I think sometimes, you know, um, when we're, you know, we have we want to have a tender heart like the Lord, but sometimes maybe we let ourselves become callous. And uh, I just, I really like what um, Brother Andrew Dodd actually one time said. A friend of his was telling him, you know, I think I'm too sensitive. I get hurt so easily. Uh, I think I need to toughen up. And Andrew told him, you don't need to toughen up. You just need a bigger heart. And I like that because the Lord's got a really huge heart. And uh, I just, uh, I want I want mine to be more like that. May, may the Lord make all of our hearts more like his. So I pray this song's a blessing. your heart full of mercy there's grace in each word that you say so patient and kind you keep me in mind every day Jesus with great understanding returning I want you to make my heart like 
beautiful. I believe Brother Tim told me earlier, he said that he, he wrote that song about a year ago. We so appreciate it. And amen. Brother Peter, why don't you come and get ready to sing? And Brother Peter's going to sing, It's Not the First Smile That's So Important. And that was requested by Brother Milko. And that apparently is Brother Milko's favorite song. And I think probably Milko's favorite singer. And so we're just uh, thankful that Brother Peter could come and do that for us. Amen. God bless you. Good morning, saints. Uh, just want to thank the ministry this morning. Thank you for our pastor, Brother Ed. Good to see you this morning, Brother Ed. I just want to say that 25 years ago, a Wednesday night service, I uh, stepped into this church. It's never be the same again. I wish my family under this ministry. It's been so good. We love you, Brother Ed. Thank you for your ministry. I want to dedicate this song to Brother Milko. So uh, hang in there, Brother Milko. We love you. I appreciate you so much. Your testimony has been a blessing to me and my family. I hope it'll be this song be a blessing to you. God bless you. It's not the first mile. That you'll be judged by For you may stumble Along the way But you'll grow stronger In faith and courage As Jesus walked with you from day to day It's not the first mile That's so important It's the last mile When day is done And you'll see Jesus in all his splendor and he will have for you the crown you won upon this journey from earth to heaven you'll have to watch for 
song, lovely singing, and it's lovely to sing about the lovely one, amen. Oh, there's no one like Jesus, no one like our Lord. I like what you you mentioned there about Jesus having a big heart. Lord, let us have a big heart like, like him, amen. That's our desire. We invite our brother Murphy to come out now and looking forward to the word of God. Let's sing, I just want to thank you, Lord, for letting me hear your word. Thankful? Amen. I'm so thankful that God has called us out of darkness into light. And I've been dwelling on light and darkness and
And uh, I'm thankful that, as the prophet said, he's called us out of dark denominationalism into his glorious light. We so appreciate that. We, I, more than I could express by words is how much I thank God for him just opening our eyes. Amen. You didn't have to open my eyes. You could have easily passed me by. Oh, the age I was living in was wretched, poor, and blind. Then I heard recognizing your name, serpent seed and perfect faith. Oh, the breach and the message of grace. us during this time and how protection that we need we're so thankful the lord is still the same yesterday today and forever and he never changes and uh just um uh maybe while you're uh, uh having your seats uh just before we're reading the uh, scripture uh i have a letter from brother tom just want me um uh to uh, read it to all of you He's still uh, in a quarantine, and it can be uh, uh, with everyone. Uh, but I know that his heart to this is with us. So um, if you don't mind, I'll just read it um, uh, to you for his greeting. He said, greetings to all of our precious saints. I would love to be here, but I'm still in quarantine for one more week. I'm holding dear the special memories of being with those on the American side. Being with you was just overwhelming. Your invitations were way too many to fulfill. Yet being in the Word together, hearing outstanding testimonies, and being in your homes, fellowshipping, will never be forgotten. And I was deeply and spiritually affected by your love and stand for this message. Your expressions of love for me, Brother Bisco, and the ministry was very touching. As we have all said many times, we're not Americans or Canadians, but one glorious body brought together by the Holy Spirit. 
Our identification is that the Holy Spirit has made us all one. As Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, 17, For we, being many, are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. That scripture identifies us not as American or Canadian, but one precious body in Christ. Myself and the Brother Bisco yearn for that day when we are back together. This trial has brought a greater love for one another. It's beyond words, and we have a greater appreciation for each other. Your growth in the Lord Jesus Christ is undeniable. We who have been called to this body of Christ here from all over the world have grown stronger in the word and we shall prevail. God bless you this resurrection morning. Shalom to all our precious body of brothers and sisters. You all mean the world to me. And I can say amen to that. And I think we all appreciate it. Was uh, had said I appreciate it personally. Uh, we're one body. We're not Americans. We're not Canadians. I'm not a Chinese. No matter how you think, I think the way is the sooner we realize that, and to the, the better we get. I remember when I first come to Canada. That's the first thing I have to throw that away uh, from my own self. I'm not a Canadian. I'm not a Chinese. I'm not a what I'm a. I'm the son of God. And I think you are the same. And uh, we're just joined into this body. Uh, the quarantines, uh, the COVID can separate us. But this body cannot be separated. By one message, by under the leadership of the one Holy Spirit, under one message brought to the, by the prophet in this age, and we're one body. May the Lord bless every one of you. And I feel so sad. I missed uh, uh, the get it together uh, yesterday. Uh, Hannah and Caleb. And uh, I just wish uh, all the blessing of the Lord uh, to them. And uh, also our brother Josh uh, Rivas. Uh, and he's uh, getting married. Uh, got married uh, yesterday. And so I just pray the Lord a blessing on him. And his, his dear wife. And his uh, a new life down in Kentucky. And so we had a hold a lot of good memories down there. Just may the Lord bless every one of them. And if you don't mind, I'll just invite you to stand. Let's read the scripture, book of Exodus, chapter 23, verse Just before we read, and maybe we can just bow our heads and pray to the Lord again. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we sing praise to you. We worship you, Lord, because you are lovely, Lord. You are such a beautiful Christ that in our hearts, Lord, today in the world, they don't give you a space. In the world, they don't even recognize you. But Lord, we do recognize you. You are our Savior. You are our Redeemer. You're the one that protected us. You're the one that guided us. Give us instruction and live every day of our life. Not a one speck of our life can live without you. You're the all in all. You're the everything that in front of us, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We just pray as we open up to your 
a holy word. I just pray, Lord, that you reveal yourself to your beloved children. This is your sheep, not my sheep. This is your bride, and we dare not to touch it. Lord, the only way that we can serve them, Lord, is you through this humble vessel and speak directly to each one's heart. Lord, you can bypass the four walls. You can bypass there in the living room. You can bypass all the conditions, the circumstances. You can go directly, even past their mind, past their physical body. Whatever hindrance that is, you can minister directly to the heart. We thank you, Lord. And as we opened up your word, may you reveal it to us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Book of Exodus, chapter 23. Oh, let's just read it from verse 28. And I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites from before thee. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate, and the beasts of the field multiply against thee. By little and little I will drive them out from before thee, until thou be increased and inherit the land. Let's turn to the book of Genesis, chapter 2. Before we sit down, um, book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 15. Just one, one verse. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. May the Lord bless his word. You may be uh, seated. Thank you uh, for standing. And uh, I'm so, so blessed to see um, Brother, Brother Basicos here. And I just pray the Lord um, um, bless my brother and strengthen my dear pastor. And uh, uh, give him the good health that uh, we can all go rapture together. Uh, that's what all my heart's uh, desire. So thankful. Thank you so much, Brother Peter for the singing, and uh, it would just bless me so much. I, I Almost every day, uh, I had a CD that's in my car, and I listened uh, to that uh, over and over and again with your singing and the different ones of singing. And may the Lord just bless you for that. It is. It's not to the first mile, but it's to the last mile. That is really matter. Thank you, Timothy, and for uh, the beautiful song. I just love your uh, singing. What a gift the Lord has given to you when I saw you to be a teacher that in the school I just praise the Lord. Thank you, the Lord, to give us a wonderful gift amongst his body and every one of you that represented it over here. I just pray the Lord bless every one of you. And also the people on the Zoom and the people uh, on the US side, uh my heart just my heart just full when I uh, uh saw you. And worshiping and uh, singing and uh, blessing the Lord uh, when Brother Tom was preaching. And uh, I just pray the Lord uh, uh, bless you with a double portion. And whatever that you're going through, I will say, is worth it. Everything is worth it. When that moment when we see our Savior face to face, and in just one split second, we're going to be there all together. At that moment, uh, we'll, uh, we'll say, 
every trial that we're going through, every separation that we're facing, not intendedly, but by the Satan has forced that upon us. And everything, everything's the affliction that you went through, the suffering that you went through. I'll say that one split second when we're face to face with our Lord, that's worth it. May the Lord bless you. And if the Lord willing, uh, I would speak a subject uh, just uh, from the, uh, the the verse that we just read. Dress it and uh, keep it. I was uh, first. I was thinking about it. Give it a title. Possess it. Then keep it. And then I think, no, no. I just want to go uh, with what Scripture has said. Dress it and keep it. And so uh, that is, um, you know, in um, in the believers alive. And uh, many times I, I find out that we're facing uh, just two uh, two issues as uh, all the time in our life is. Um, when we are possessed of the land, possessed of the word that the Lord gave it to us, or the promise that He gave it to us, um, you know, we saw that the people, uh, their life got changed. They are uh, coming from the world, and uh, the altar, uh, just the Lord just uh, dramatically changed their the whole life. And then they start to coming to church. They start to listen to message, reading it, and to continually and with the Lord. Uh, but sometime, uh, you find out that when a situation arises up, the circumstances, uh, uh, that they're facing, the conditions that they're going through, and all of a sudden, they're facing the difficulty, the, the, the facing the attacking from Satan. Uh, to some, uh, it seems like they just go through it. But to some people, it seems like they just uh, start to dwindling, just going down, just going down. Uh, they, they become uh, discouraged. And then uh, before long, you know, they're uh, they getting cooled off. And uh, just give them another little time. If this is things that doesn't resolve, and they're going back to the world. And some deny that the word, deny that the message, and they're not believing that anymore. But then it would just come, on to, uh, come to me. Uh, it has to be... Uh, there is a, some force is not only just some uh, change to the person, uh, let them from the one state to another, but it also must have the keeping power to keep that person. Uh, you know, to uh, uh, to to for a person to uh, do um, uh, be uh, moved by God and to receive the word. I know there's a no comparison that, but I'll just uh, uh, make it as uh, as a. Um, uh, you know, just um, because of my lacking of um, uh, the, the word to describe it. I would say that the, the most important thing, as Brother Peter was singing, is not the first mile, but it's the last mile it counts. It, it's not that the first mile, how you started, but the whole process, there must be a keeping power, keep you until you went to the last mile. Because if there's a keeping power is not there, you can run good. You can be a like a hundred meter sprint. You can do very well. But as the time going going along, as the situation, um, uh, the the persecution getting more difficult, more harder, the trial becoming more uh, ferocious, and then the person, if there is no power to keep them, you find them start to withering. So, if the Lord willing, I would like to um, uh, dealing with um, uh, this um, subject. Uh, it's, um, uh, it's not so just so that we possess the land, but it has to keep the land. It's not so that just so we, uh, uh, come, uh, we believe the message, 
But there is, must be a, a power to let us uh, keep believing the message. It's not so that we just uh, uh, praise the Lord. And, uh, you know, as a physical speaking, the person got healed. But there must be has it a keeping power to keep the person continually to get healed. And for the marriage life, it's not only just you get married. You 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 get a, a wonderful young girl that fall in love with you. But how to keep that love continue on? It's, it's not just the first mile. I keep telling this, Brother Peter, because it was just in line with what I'm trying to speak to this morning. It must have the keeping power, that the keeping whatever things that we're going through, or the one through, and the one we're coming from the other end, and that we still be the victorious one. But you find out that it's not we try to keep it. Because if we try to keep it, our ability will come to an end. If we try to keep the marriage, you will find out the marriage is, is, a, is become a, actually suffering for that person. Become a trial for that person. Because it is not you try to keep it, but it's the God himself in you is to keep it. We're not trying to keep the person, try to go into church. But the church must be in that person. So it was a constantly driving that person. Even the door is not open. But that church still in you, Brother Victor. That church still in you, Brother Timothy. Though the physical church, the wall is, uh, the stops at us, the roofs of the, uh, uh, stop at preventing us to come. But that church still in every person that are called the bride of Jesus Christ. They're still coming to the church that are inside of them, not in the structure, but they're coming to the word has been preached. They're coming to the message that they've been listening to. There is a keeping power. God himself is in that person. So, and then in Psalm 127, 1, it says, uh, this is a song of a decree, a decree for Solomon. It said, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman weakest, uh, weakest, but in vain. So it is not that we try to build to the house, but it has to be the Lord to build the house. It's not that we try to watchful that what we're having, but it must be that a great watchman that on the watchtower to watch it in the day and night for us. There's a no other way for, for us to, there's a no way for us to keep what we have. <coughs> but how God do this to keep it at us? It's God keep it at us by predestination. You are predestinated by God Himself that He will keep you. You are predestinated that God Himself will protect you. It's not to them, but when we're talking about the predestination, predestination doesn't mean that God will carry you on the flower bed and all the way to the destination. No, predestination, He predestinated you have a gust to fight. He predestinated you to have a zeal, have a passion for the word of a God, for the cause of Jesus Christ. He predestinated you, uncompromised, 
had a spirit that is in us, can facing every difficulty, can facing Satan square in the eye, and know what's your position, that in Christ Jesus, there's nothing is going to stop you. Predestination is not just a predestinate you, you are, are to your destination. When we talk about a predestination, He predestinated you from the beginning all the way to the end. No matter what happened, no matter what trials that you are facing, but there is a predestinated seed in there, has a power laid in you, can overcome every wave, every trial, every difficulty. And the Brother Phantom said in the token message, he said a New Testament is a new covenant, new life. Shows that Jesus has met every requirement for us that God required to make us back truly sons and daughters of a God. Under the blood where there is no more condemnation. He predestinated us to let us to understand what our position in Jesus Christ. Your position in Jesus Christ is not how sincere you get. Is not how much effort you can put it in. But He predestinated you, give you a place in Jesus Christ. Say that they that walk not after the flesh, but walk after the Spirit, there's no condemnation that is in them. So that's our position in Christ. Hey, Brother Branham said no more condemnation. Free from sin, free from the care of the world, no, no condemn. He said, why? To them that have been by one spirit baptized into one body, there the blood of the Lamb has been applied. The God of heaven has accepted you. Who accepted you? God of heaven has accepted you. You think about how hard to get accepted in this world. For young people, they are seeking for acceptance in their friends. How hard they have to make it a full effort to make it. They have to be smoking in order to be cool. They have to do drug in order to be cool. In order to be get in to that room so that they can be accepted. They have to make effort for that. For people that in the work, that if you're in the construction business or doing the things, if you're not drinking with them, if you're not smoking with them, you always have a distance from them. If you try to get acceptance, you have to make an effort. And then they have to approve you if you are one of them. For the business world, you have to be approved the day in, day out, year in, year out to build up your credit so that you can be accepted. But God said, you are predestinated before the foundation of the world. It's not an effort that you make. It's not that, you know, I try to, Victor, I try to do something to get acceptance. Even before you make one move, God said, I accepted it to you. It's the God in heaven has accepted it us. Before there's anything that can be done, that God said, I have accepted it to you. It's not any effort that we made, but it's the effort that Him already made. That he provided sacrifice, provided a lamb, provided a blood sacrifice, so that you has been accepted in the beloved. But Abraham said, he said, the God of heaven has accepted you. His life is in you. And you are sons and daughters 
of God. That's our position. This position is not you earned. This position is God given to you. When He give you that a position, it's because you are predestinated seed of a God. God will never predestinate somebody that is a failure. God will never predestinate that He knows somebody is not going to overcome. He predestinated somebody is already he know they're an overcomer. He predestinated somebody that he know they are overcomers. He predestinated somebody he know they'll have a faith to believe every word of God has said. He, he predestinated somebody have faith to believe God is my healer, brother Peter. God is my deliverer. God is my savior. He predestinated somebody that he know that they will that overcome, prevail. Everything that Satan has thrown before them. But Abraham said, your character is a God's character. What is it? Is it a little pushover? No, sir. God is a God of judgment. He's a God of a correction. It must be on the line. Nothing else will do. That's the kind of a character you are because you are the character of your father. You know, we have the character of our parents. And uh, some, uh, maybe they have the good, uh, they inherited the good from their parents. Some maybe not inherited the good from their parents. And some, uh, I was just my, uh, myself. And uh, my mom, she is a businesswoman. And she was always a, a working. She can work a day and night. She got a, such a full of energy. And that's what she just feel. Uh, you know, she has to get things done. I guess I got a part of, uh, uh, from my mom. And my dad, she, uh, he's a deep thinker. And he, uh, uh, no, I don't want to, but just deep thinker. You know, he, 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 he think before he jump. He think a lot of things. Uh, all the process, all the steps. If the two breed it right, I will be a genius. But unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Because when human that want to do to the breed, you think about it. If I can be a deep thinker at the same time, I'm a workaholic. How many things can be done and done right? But it doesn't work on my uh, on my occasion. When I become a workaholic, start to working. Sometimes I don't think deep. And you run into the things that you don't want to run into. And sometimes when I was deep thinking, deep thinking, and you for, you're neglected for the things that need to be done. I'm thinking if I can breathe it right, if I can be a deep thinker and also just work with the energy, oh man, how much things I can achieve for the world, for, for the Lord. But you see, God will never use our own ability to do that because He never intended us to with the natural breeding to use that as a power to work. Because when men, when they're starting the breeding, they're, they can, uh, their breeding is the hybriding um, breeding. You understand what? <laughs> Sorry, that my, I, I, I'm just limited in trying to express myself. And uh, uh, the other day, that uh, a person, a uh, sister, had asked me, "So, Brother Murphy, did you uh, uh, bleed?" I said, "Yeah, because when I speak, I bite my tongue." 
because the English is not my language, so I gotta stress it out when I try to uh, pronounce it right, and then I, I, I bite, uh, bite my tongue and uh, God bleeding. Well, thank you for the concern. I'm okay now. But you see, the human breeding, because of their, their, their nature and things, they're the hybriding breeding. So when they're hybriding, they're breeding, no matter how well your intention that you have, no matter how your parents are good, they they can be a wonderful, wonderful believer. They can be the uh, has the genius in their mind, but a human breeding is always take chance. It's always a fifty-fifty. It's not at all the time perfect. But they can sometimes the breeding the the breeding were breeding to something that was an end product is not a right. But when God breeding, He always breeded right. Because when God breeding, he doesn't take any element of the person, try to breed him out of it. When God started breeding, he only breed with his word. Because God himself is word. So when God breed, that's a, you can be sure that it's a pure breed. He always only breed with his own word. That's why when a person was born again, they're not being breeded with any denomination. They're not breeded with any man's idea, man's knowledge. They're only breeded with the word of God. And God only breeds when he has the predestined seed inside of you. Because he only bring his word, Holy Spirit, to his own seed. He will never bring that to the unseed, but he will only give his word to his own predestinated seed. So that's why you can be sure when God breeds, everything he breeded it out is a pure bread. Everything when he breeded it out has the purity of God himself in it. He's not going to breed a failure. It's not going to breed a person and run all the way, going through all the journey and miss the rapture. God will never breed something like that. He will never gonna breed just a church goer. He will never gonna breed. There are some people that are there isolated because of things they're going through. They're sort of falling away. God will never breed something like that. Because if you, if he's a pure breeder, can breed, that he only breathes the word bright. And that the word bright will only believe his word. Not the first mile, but until the end of it. But Brahma said in the same token message, he said about see, instead of a human being, so let's see what God has to breed. He said it was a super Super, super human being. See? And that makes the human being not, now, not only a human being, but he is a son and daughter of God. Of the super, 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 super life that was in him. Comes back upon you and changes you from a sinner and the things of the world, a church member and the denominational goer to a born again Christian filled with the spirit, the life of a God just flowing from you like sparks from an anvil. You know what is an anvil? Anvil is 
A-M-V-I-L. He said, as you walk full of virtue and love and gentleness, and as the Holy Spirit is moving and speaking, because you are the God's bread, because you are the predestinated seed of a God, that's why God is shaping you. He said, it's like a put, it's like a, a spark from an anvil. You know, the anvil is a metal or sometimes made by the, an iron and they try to beat the metal works on it. They, they beat it, beat a sword or whatever it is, whatever it starts with the beating and then the anvil, the spark will come out. You see, that's what God do to you. Sometimes He put us on this anvil, put us uh, on this uh, trials that we're going through. Sometimes it's on the sick bed that you're elated at. Sometimes it is you're going through the sickness. You're pleading and asking, Lord, for that. But God put you on that anvil. Anvil. And then He started to shaping you. Started to beating you. Sometimes the sparks start to come out. Sometimes you cry. Sometimes you're going through the affliction. Sometimes you're going through the shouting. Sometimes you're going through the discourage. You're going to stress. But that's all the spark that are coming from the anvil. It's only for one purpose. He wants to make you become a useful vessel that He intended it to be. You know, the per, the world, they can, all they can do, what they're doing is to just make a, the, the, uh, the, the best that they can make, like what, uh, what I said the last time, the heart, the harlot, the rehab, that's the best that they can do. But when there's a person fall into the hand of a God, then God turned out a harlot, rehab, not just harlot, not become a, just a delivered, but they led her to marry it into the tribe of Judah. Then even the moved her to the New Testament. Then she, uh, she, uh, she was in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. What a masterpiece that God had done. The world cannot do anything that with that. Even in the promised land, she's still a harlot. But when it come into the hand of God, God not just let her become just a, a you know, delivered from it as a bondage, but God taken her into the genealogy, family tree of the Jesus Christ. You know, God not intended on us just become a, coming to the church, becoming a good citizen and just go to the work and do, make our everyday living. But he put us in the genealogy of the Lamb's book of life. That is our position. And anything less than that, we are living under our privilege. So when God, he braided at us. And what is the purpose that he braided us for? The purpose he braided us is not just a uh, as I was just saying, it's not just, uh, uh, you know, becoming a church, go to the church and become a good person, uh, a good citizen. And uh, he braided at us, it's for the rapture. He braided at us to be a son and daughter of God. It's like um, in the book of Revelation chapter 10 and 8. As he said, and the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me and again and said, go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel, which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. The voice commanded, John said, go to take that book. 
Because that's her title deed. That's all the rights that's in there. All the lost, the promise that God has given to Adam. Everything is inside there. So when God breathed the bride, He intended us to take that book. To live every right and the privilege that the Lord has given to the bride to live. He predestinated us to be an overcomer. Not just uh, we're going through this life, you know, barely survived, barely saved when a rapture happened. Then we can release, you know, finally I get to the rapture. No, He wants us to be an overcomer that in this hour, in this age. So when God braided His bride, He's not abraded at her to be like what we just read to the scripture with one hand, with one foot on sea and one foot upon the land. God himself is the lamb, is the God himself, Christ. He has already done that. He's not abraded at us so that we can go to the throne and um, take the book on the right hand of the one that is sitting on the throne. The lamb of God has taken it to the book. But he braided at us so that we can go and take the book. That's what he braided us for. That's what he intended us to fulfill that in this hour. You're thinking about we're not even worthy to look at the book. How can we go to take the book from the one, uh, from the right hand of the one that's sitting on the throne? That is not our, um, that's not a lady in our ability to do that. But the Lamb of God has already fulfilled that. But He wants us to do the one thing. That is that by faith we receive it. Possess it. Take it. That's what He intended us to do. Because in the beginning, in the book of Genesis, Adam has forfeited what is the title, deed, what is the, the promise, the rights, and the Lord has laid it, uh, that has given it to him. And he forfeited it because, uh, his, uh, because his, his wife's sick. So we will see Adam lost an inheritance because he failed to keep his bride from eating from the uh, right tray, but she eating from the wrong tray. So when she eating from the tray of the knowledge, and uh, we'll see Adam uh, didn't... Uh, uh, how to say this? Didn't prevent his wife from eating the, the wrong tray. So when Eve started eating from the tray of the knowledge, and then Eve fall. And God has uh, commanded Adam and put him in the garden, said you dress it and you keep it. And we know garden is also is it a type of the wife of the, the bride as well. But God wanted Adam said, I give you this garden, and what well, is your duty, you have to address it, and that means to work on it, to labor, to serve, and to do everything the labor works, try to bring it forth. And to that, at the same time, you must uh, keep it. Keep it means uh, protect or guard, and uh, in order not to uh, lose it. That's what God has given Adam to do. But we find out Adam, though he can address the garden, he can command the tree, pluck it up, and to put it in another place. And he can, if the winds is a blow, he can, that a wind is a stop, that a winds is a stop of blowing. 
But they didn't uh, keep guard on the garden that God has uh, given to her, uh, given to him, so that uh, the serpent, Satan, can uh, crawl in and and uh, deceive the Eve. And we find out. Uh, let's bring it uh, to uh, to our life. God wants us to dress it and keep it. When God gave us uh, the, the the inheritance. When God give us the, the promise, give us the right, He want us uh, to believe it, to work on it, like a plowing, to dress it, to do, to give it a heart to it. And also, He want us to keep it, to protect it, to become the guardian of it. And if He, if he give you a dear wife, He give you a family, God wants you to work on it. To work on your family. To do everything that you can. To spend time with them. You know, you do their devotions with them. Then when they grow up, you become a counselor of them. But when they're got us, uh, when they're getting um, discouraged, and you try to encourage them. And if they're going through an affliction, and you try to comfort them. But God also that wants you to become a keeper of the house. It's to guard it, to protect it. And whenever there's a wolf started coming, Satan started to coming in. God wants us to have the discernment that in our, in our heart, by believing the word, that the Holy Spirit make us to discern the situation, to know when Satan starts to come and attack, you will become the protector of this home. You become the guardian that of your home. And for the marriage life, it's the same thing. And you find out as a, uh, as a young man, and if they are, if they're, uh, uh, handsome, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're doing, they can, they can talk, they can do things, uh, and they have, a, you know, a lot of things that uh, maybe good personality, and they maybe can attract a girl, and eventually, they may be, uh, uh, possessed of a girl, or married of that girl. But, it takes something more than handsome, to keep that girl. It takes something more than just personality to keep that girl. It takes something more than just money, just financially well-do to keep that marriage going. It takes the word of a God, the real life of a Jesus Christ to living in that young man to keep that marriage on track. Otherwise, sooner or later, you will find out that the problem starts to creeping in. Sooner or later, you'll find out you're right out of your weight. Uh, you're, you're at the end of your wheat. You're at the end. You cannot do any longer because you, you spend all your energy. You spend all your personality. You spend all your handsome. You spend all your, your, your money and everything. If without the life of Jesus Christ, that are living in that other person, because only Him, He is the keeper of the house. Without Him living in you, no matter how well you try to do, how much effort, how much energy you try to put it in there, but you cannot keep your family. As the Bible said in the book of Luke, it said that when a strong man armed keeps his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he takes from him all his armor, 
wherein he trusted and divided his spoil. This is talking about the Christ. It's uh, taking a stronger one so that he can deliver the person that's in bondage. If a person did a deliverance, then he cannot deliver himself. But he must be at a stronger force than the Satan that's bound him that can deliver that person. And when that person was delivered, the Bible continued on to see, uh, to say, said when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walks through dry places seeking rest and finding none. He says, I will return unto my house once I came out. And when he comes, as they find it swept and garnished, then goes he and it takes to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So it is not only just the stronger man to deliver the person from the bondage, but it must be that stronger man living inside of the house. Because if it without another one, the living in the house, to keep that house, no matter how he tried to keep, no matter how he tried to live a sanctified life, and try to uh, just, uh, you know, just be a good man, and just be a good boy, or a good girl, or do everything that you try to do. But you must that that guardian. You must that that stronger man to living inside of this house. To continually to keep you. Because you yourself cannot keep yourself. You yourself cannot keep your family. And we saw Adam. When he, when God has uh, commanded him, said, give him a garden, say you're dressed and he also kept it. But Adam failed to do that. And because he failed to keep his wife from eating the trade of the knowledge, then Adam lost, uh, uh, and Eve, he lost the whole inheritance. But you see, the second Adam will never that is happening again. He will never that this Eve will lose, this Adam will never lost this Inherit him. He will never that this bride that in this last hour to lose all the privilege and inheritance that the Lord given it to him. Because of this Christ, he is the keeper of the house. He is the one, not only the stronger man. He is the one, is not only the second Adam, not only just redeemed his bride, but it's also he's the one to keep his bride. He's the one that uh, the uh, Christ is a mystery of God revealed. Brother Abraham said, God poured himself in Jesus Christ. And then Jesus Christ poured himself in the bride. And then they all go back to the garden of the Eden. So we find out it's not that we try to keep it, but it's him He's the one that redeems you. He's the one that re- that delivered you. He's the one will keep his own bride. So when Christ redeemed the bride, that's not to the end of it. When Christ redeemed the bride, 
that's just the beginning of it. And then he will continually to keep us as a bride all the way to the end. Sometime we're figuring out, we're thinking, you know, when I was at the redeem, that God will leave me, just let me, uh, you know, you keep battling, you keep the, uh, just uh, keep the journey, just all by yourself. No! God wants Himself living inside of us, because that's the second fold of a purpose of Jesus Christ. Himself poured Himself into the bride. He's not only just redeem us, He said, I want to pour myself inside of you. I want to be united with you. I want to become not only a redeemer, but I want to become your keeper. I want to keep your house. I want to keep your health. I want to not only just heal you, but I want to keep that healing. I'm not only just want to deliver your children, I want to keep your children. I'm not only just give you a job, I will keep your job. I'm not only just to let you become a, you know, to become a fervent for a while. I want to keep you fervent all your life. He is a keeper of it. It's not just a, for a while. It's not just for young people. You come pounding at order, said, I believe it. Then go back and feel like you're on your own. You're never on your own because the one drag you to the altar, pounding on the altar, that's the same one drop inside of you, go with you back to your home, back to your living room, back to your bedroom. That keeper is keeping you. That keeper is not someone just constantly just trying to drag you and beat you. That keeper said, I'm the one that will deliver you. I'm the one that will transform you. I am the one will keep you all the way to the rapture. If I'm the one give you the victory, he said, I'm the one will keep that victory. If I'm the one give you one experience, little by little, I'm the one will keep that experience. But remember, said God has a chosen a bride that is not that cannot fall. That means they predestinated the bride that will not fall. In the eve, in the first eve, that eve has fell because she was taking a bite from the trade of knowledge. But God ensured this bride would never fall, and she was not going to taking a bite from the tree of knowledge. But she will eat from the tree of life. How you know that? Because God predestinated this bride to be that way. It's not what you said, but He already chosen you. He already put that seed that is inside of you. So nothing gonna take you out from the hand of the Lord. How He will keep this bride not fall? Because as it said in the Christ and mystery of God, he poured himself into the bride. That means that the keeper is inside of you. That when he is living inside of you, there's no possibility for the bride to fall. There's no possibility for the bride to fail. There's no possibility for the bride to miss the rapture. Because, because of you? No, it's because of him that is the living inside of you. So what is the threefold purpose of uh, Christ? God poured himself 
into Christ. The second fold, Christ poured himself into the bride. Then he takes the bride back to Eden. To me, that shows the journey is insured. The journey is secured. Back to Eden, that is the journey. But if he poured himself inside of the bride, he will make sure this bride will make his way home to Eden without any failure. But he cannot force himself into you. Abraham said he poured himself inside of the bride. It doesn't mean he forced his way inside of you. You must accept him. So that's why when we read to the scripture, he said, you go to take the book and then eat to the book. Because only by then he can pour himself inside of you. So you become one with the book, with the word. That is not the word on the outside, but it's the word on the inside. So that's why this voice coming from heaven said to John, which is the type of the bride of Jesus, said, you go take it. You must take it, this right kind of a book. This book, it belongs to you. It's taking this little book that has been opened. It's not a take it other type of a book. It's not just a take it all the media said. It's not a take it as a man's doctrine. It's not a take it of what is a man's idea. But you go to take the book, take the Christ, take the Lamb of God, Take it as a sacrificial lamb has made available for you. This is what you need to take. And the, the Lord also said, this is not a closed book, but this is an open book. He wants you to see your name is written inside of it. He wants to give you the courage. He said, you are the one that is this book has revealed. He wants you to become a one with this word. So that you're not just to try to say, I believe the word, I believe the word, but you become the word. Then you will say, what must I do? The only thing you need to do is that to take it and eat it up. That's all he required. Because by eating, you become a one with the word. When you believe in the word, when you're receiving what God has said, you receive the life of Christ inside of you. Then you become a one with the Christ himself. That's the whole thing about the message. The message is not only just God sent the prophet to us so that we know that God sent the prophet, we believe in the message, but it's the Christ who revealed himself. And then when you're receiving him, you and him become a one. It's not a Christ on the outside, but Christ living inside of you. Only by that, that you and Him going back to the Garden of Eden. So it's not that a promise that God gave it to you, but a promise now living inside of you. And only when He living inside of you, then you fulfill the threefold of a purpose that God has uh, said. Himself poured himself into Christ, and Christ poured into the bride, and then the Christ takes his bride back to Eden again. Brother Brahma said, in the Christ and the mystery of a God, 
revealed. It says the head was took from the grave. So must the body follow him back to the Eden. He said, where the head of the family, the man, the bridegroom, the bride being the body of the bridegroom must follow the bride because that's the head. And the head is revealed and come back with eternal life. And that the body must follow that. Who are the body? We are the body. Who is the head? Christ is the head. In this age, Christ has manifested himself through the message, manifested right in front of us. That shows the one thing, the head has coming back. When the head is back, that must mean there is a body that on this earth is ready to unite it with the head. And who is the body? Who is the body? The bride of Jesus Christ, the body. That when they receive the word, they are united with the head, which is the Christ. Then he said, as long as you are pregnant with the same word, which is his body, he said, you took his body become in him when you took the word. When you take the word, you become the body of Jesus Christ. He said, the body therefore cannot recognize any other headship but the word. The head is connected with the body and the head is the word and it's the same word, one headship. Holy Spirit, that is the one headship. Therefore, denominations and the Holy Fathers and everything else is dead down. There is one headship, that is the Christ. The body only recognizes one thing, that is the word. So in order, when God, uh, when, a, when a word is said in the book of Revelation, uh, we just read it, the voice that in heaven said, he said, you go, take the book, and eat it. Then, he said, you can prophesy it again. If I can bring this in to this day, by eating the word, and you enter the word, become a one. When you believing the word, receiving Christ alive, and now that word, Christ, is living inside of you. And you become the word, and the word become the flesh, living inside of you. And by eating the, the word, and then when you become a one with him, that keeper, that guardian, now is living inside of you. Then if he is the keeper, by eating the book, the keeper living in you, that keeper will leading you all the way back to the destination. So Brother Brahma said in Christ the mystery of God revealed, he said, identify. He said, oh, the devil is a howling about this and the manifest truth of the promise of the word in her alone. Is that on outside of you, but a manifest truth living inside of you. By how? By you eating it, then that word living inside of you. He said, the day the church stand alone. She is not hooked with nothing. But he was identified by God being the body that God dwelt in. And the church is identified by his body doing the same thing. Who living inside of you? Who living inside of you are? Who living inside of you in the word of Timothy? It's not a Gerson's life. Though you look like a Gerson, but it's a God, his own life living inside of you. Brother Peter, it's a God's own life living inside of you, Sister Lisa. 
No matter what is the outside body try to see, but it's the life of a Christ Himself living inside of you. He said, how a bride. He said, but he was identified by God being the body that God dwelt in. And the church is identified by his body doing the same thing. She is his body, the manifest truth of his promised word for the last day. And she and she alone stands by it. That's why the devil is hauling this great organization to set up something to close her up. They will never do it. She will be taken up, not close it up. She is now risen and by the power of the vindicated word promised to her and to her alone. He said, how a bride holds that promise. He told me he would return after me. I believe it. He said, see, yes, sir, to meet her headship, her redeemer, her husband, her king, her lord, her lover, her savior in the provided meeting place. That's the security that God gave it to the bride. When you eat the word by believing it, believing it with all your heart, receiving it, you literally receive the Christ. That shows that the Christ has poured himself inside of you and your destination is secured. And in the Bible, we just read to the book of Revelation, it said that you take the book and eat it up. So when you talk about eating it up, that means eat until nothing is left. You cannot just eat a part of it. You must eat the whole thing of it. And so that's what is the eat it up means. That means that there's nothing is to be left. So when we're eating the word, we're eating the whole word of it. And you're eating until there's nothing left. There's nothing remain to eat it up. But that's also show when you eat up the word, it's not just by one bite you eat the whole thing. Because you can never eat the word till no word has left. When you eat it up, that means you're constantly feeding on the word. You are continually eating at the word. Because there's no end to the word. So when you eat it up, that means day and night, constantly you are feeding on it. Constantly you are eating on it. It's not that when you receive the message, you eat it, then your, your whole life is, is done and you're, you're finished. No, you are constantly, unstoppably, continually to eating the word, eating the word. Keep on believing what he said. Keep on claiming the promise, what is the God has given to you. And to eat, eat it up, to eat means to consume by eating. To eat up, to devour, and of the consumption of the strands of a body and mind by strong emotion. That is the eating really means. It's not just tasting it. It's not just, uh, you know, you're, oh, okay, well, it's not too bad. Eating with a strong emotion. Sorry, Sister Joanna. I'm thinking about when I, when I read that, uh, read that, uh, in the Bible, I thought, the first one come to my mind is Brother Tom. He's the one that can eat with the emotion. 
He's the first person I ever saw that really eat with emotions. When we were in China, what a, I love to eat with Brother Tom. Uh, sorry, Michael, I just can't handle to eat with Michael because his diet is too boring. He just a butter chicken, that's it. Everybody eat with Brother Tom, he got a passion to it. And when he eat something, he's like, mmm, this is tastes so good. And uh, it make me want to taste it. When I taste it, I, uh, though it doesn't taste as good, but his emotion got a, such a high, I put me into that enjoyment. Put me into the excitement. I want to eat something, eat food with somebody that can enjoy the food. That just make the food become so much tastier. And he's the one that eats with the emotions of it. Spiritually speaking, when God said, go, take the book and eat it up. He wanted said, you must eat this book with emotion in it. This is the time that we want emotion. This is the time that we want to eat with a passion, with a fervent, with all ourselves into it, eating it. It's not just eating in the beginning, eat a portion and left it and leave it, but eat continually with the emotions and constantly feeding on what is the word of God has said. Constantly eating the word. If God said healing belongs to me, I'm eating with, with emotion into it. I'm eating that to believe God was a total healer of our sister Lisa. God is a total healer of you, brother Peter. We eat the word with the emotion of it. If God said, believe on the word of a God, believe on Jesus Christ, you and your house shall be saved. I'm going to eat with emotion into it. Not just a tear, not just a death, but I want to eat with my sincerity into it. I want to eat with the claiming power that inside of you, Lord has said, I believe it. Satan, you leave your hands out of God's property. If God gave me the family, I want to eat it with emotion into it. If God gave me the wife, I want to eat it, the promise of a God, with emotion into it. This is the time you want to have an emotion. This is the object that you want to have an emotion toward the promise of a God has given to us. If the word of a God said in the book of Exodus, Moses said, we're not going to leave the one hoof even behind. That we want to eat with the passion. There was the emotion to eat to the promise of a God. Whatever he has a promise, and I believe it. That's called, go take the book and eat it up. That's the purpose. He makes the book become an open book. How can you eat into the book when it's closed? How can you claim the promise when the whole book you can only presume of it? But God never let us to presume what we haven't heard. He let us to see the word of God is still same yesterday, today and forever. If we heal one person through the faith to believe in the word of God, he will heal another person. If he will, he's my healer by his stripe, that when we claim it and we receive it, Sister Rachel, he is your healer of your arthritis. If you save one child on the base of believing the word, and he will save your children too, Brother Matthew DeCurdy. 
There's nothing is going to hinder God. But you must take the book and eat it up. Eat it up. That means you constantly eating with emotion. You constantly claiming the promise and never that it's become a wither. Never that it become a fading away. Never that it become a cool off. Just claiming the word, believing everything that he said, he will make it come to pass. That's called eat with emotion in it. But Abraham said, that's not my business. He said, it's my business to walk down to the river. It's God's business to open it up when they get there. You think about those are priests. They buried the ark. They started moving. And when they moved to 10 feet from the river, the river just as muddy flood as they can be. When they moved to 5 feet, the, 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 the that, that river, the muddy wave, become a more real than ever. When they put their foot, they lift up their foot, ready to go in. The flood is still the roaring. But they bearing the lift up the ark. They lift up what is the word of a God. And the one that soon as their footstep step into the river, and that river, Jordan River, has it opened it up. That's what God wants us to do. That's what Brother Branham said. He said, my business is just walk down to the river. Our business is just to believe the word. No matter what situation that is. No matter how impossible seeming like. But our responsibility is just to lift it high the word of a God. And start to moving. Start to go toward the river of Jordan. No matter how big the trial seems like. But as soon as you put your foot onto the promise of what God has said. You step into your situation. That flood Jordan River is going to be opened up. But remember said. He said that's right. It's your business to testify and claim your healing. See, I am healed. And it's God's business to take care of it after you testify, after you testify and proclaim it. That's right. God gave you a dare to try it. So now just take it tonight and find out whether it's right or not. Eat it up with an emotion. You'll find out that the river of Jordan of your life is going to be opened up. He said, if I give it to you at one time, if I do, he said, then you, he said, the whole land will swept the bear. Then the wild beasts will multiply it against you and will overcome you. He said, I'm just going to give it to you little by little and you are able, as you are able to possess the land. Let me try to wrap it up over here. As we read the scripture, God said, I'm not going to drive the Hevites, the Jebusites, and the, uh, all the sites uh, that's all, uh, out of the land in once. He said, I will drive them little by little. Why? Because if he drives it all at once, 
It says that your number is not increasing, then you cannot possess the land. In another word, you cannot keep the land. Even God said, I give it to you, but you ain't going to have a power to keep what I give it to you. That's why I give you one by one. It's not you didn't get it. It's not that you haven't received it. God give you all the blessing. But the God said, I want to give it to you little by little. All the land is belongs to you. But not all the land you can get in once. I give it as all the promise to you. But I want you to have it little by little. Because I want you to keep it. I don't want you to get it, then you lose it. I want you to get it, to possess it. But you can also be able to keep it. That's, God is not makes you under less privilege. They said, why he got it? Why I don't have it? Why that person, Lord, healed him? Why God doesn't do my case right away? Give me a miracle. God said, I want to do it little by little. Because I want you to keep it. I don't want you to get excited and that overwhelmingly so easy that you get it, that very soon you lose it. He said, I want to give it to you firmly, step by step, foot, foot, uh, footstep is a footprint is a possession. I want you to possess it one by one. I did, I give it to you, Joshua. The whole land is before you, but I want to drive them out little by little. If you saw that your leg cannot move, Brother Brahma said, even you start to just move a toe. If you have only a toe-moving faith, that is God's faith living inside of you. Because as He once said, I want you to get it little by little so that you can keep it. I want to get your children one by one so that you can keep it. I don't want them just coming over here, be excited, and then go back out again. I'm going to get them little by little by little. Today, they change a little bit. Tomorrow, they change a little bit. And then, they change another little bit. What is God doing? God said, I'm going to gradually reel them in. Because I want you to keep them. Not want them to leave it again. If your body started aching... But you find out the Lord started moving. The healer of the coming out to your territory. One by one by one. Then you start to thank to you to the Lord. Lord, I'm thankful. Lord, I'm, a, I'm proclaiming. Lord, I'm saying you are my healer. When you little by little, you eat it up. You said that's just a crumb. But eat it with a passion. You said that's just a little symptom. It was just a nothing. It seems a nothing move. But eat it with emotion. Eat your healing with emotion. Eat your deliverance with emotion. You said about it's too small, but eat it with emotion. When you eat it with emotion, God said, that is I doing it. That is I try to take the symptom away. That is I said working that in your life. Little by little, you're possessing the land. Why? God said, I want you to possess it and keep it. I don't want you to dress it and work on it and serve on it, do a lot of work on it, and finally, without keeping it. 
I want you to put your emotional faith into it, to believe it. But at the same time, I want you to keep what I have given to you. He said, I'm going to give it to you little by little as you are able to possess the land. Maybe today you say, well, I do feel a little bit better. Well, praise God. We'll take some. We got a Canaanite today. We'll take Amorites tomorrow then. He said, so God just gave it to you just as you are able to fight it out. And then he said, let me just read this, uh, then I'm finished. But I'm saying an angel of the covenant, let a musician come. He said, accept it now. No matter how you feel, how you felt, don't wait till prayer starts. Accept it now. If you can't move your foot, but you find out you can move your toe, he said, that's all you need right now. That's right. Little by little, I will drive every enemy away. What faith that you got? You said, Lord, my faith is so, so small. And then I'll say, you got a toe moving faith. Some people, they have a faith that they can just move their feet. Then move their leg. But some of you, you only got a toe moving faith. But even you only got a toe moving faith. But Abraham said, I would drive them every enemy out. Even your faith was just a small just a small, just a big enough, just to move the toe. But God has to ensure you, said, I will drive every enemy. Whatever situation that is in your life, God said, I will drive every one of them out. You know, God gave us a blessing. He gave us a promise. The promise of Brother Brown, even used the word, said, it's like a variety of stores. It's in that store, have all kinds of things that are in there. But you're not going just to, you do owns, don't misunderstand, you do owns the variety store. Everything inside of the store is belongs to you. In Chinese, we have an old saying that you cannot eat one meal, become a fat. <laughs> fat is not a good word to use, I guess. Not one, not one meal, it's not just a, you eat a one burger, get you to that condition. It's a lot of burger get together, make you like a burger. So it's not when we're eating, God said, this is all belongs to you. Every promise of God is all belongs to you. You're in the variety store, you own the ownership. You're the boss of it. But you're not going to eat them all. You have to go one by one by one. Take the book and eat it up with passion and with emotion. Why is it? Because the keeper living inside of you, by you eating the book, he is the keeper and the guardian living inside of you. He said, I want to keep what I have given to you. 
But the way I keep what I give it to you inside of you is a little by little by little. And then you conquer the whole land. Everything belongs to you. But not everything you can get in once. And I was thinking about the different testimonies. Then I thought about Brother Ron Spencer. And what are the things that he went through? Going through the fire. Off of from the ceiling, from the roof, and to the store, and to the thunder, uh, both, and that went through his lawnmower, and all kinds of things that is went through. And now this is the cancer. He said, you know, I wish I can have the, the, the faith that he had. I wish I can have, uh, uh, you know, the, the, just the bulldog faith, just believe the word, like what he had, can say to boo devil. You might not have that. Because that goes with a lot of suffering that he went through. But no matter how little suffering you went through, or how worse the suffering you went through, God always give you the enough grace so that you, you can go through that. God will always, He's the keeper that inside of you. No matter what happens that is to your life. Maybe we can stand. Let's sing a song. How deep the Father's love. Brother Nathan, if you can help me out. While we're singing it, let's uh, meaning that from our heart. How our God has a loving us. And He knows every situation that they in our life. No matter what you're going through. And He knows who is the weak one. He knows who is the smaller one. He knows what faith that we have. And then the Bible said that He gave us the faith. We should look at us with the faith that God has dealt with us. Because He gave a measure of faith to each one of us. So that we can go through that. And little by little, we're conquering the situation that are in our life. Let's sing it all together. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure that He should give His only Son to make a wretch His
Have you facing some difficult situation? Have you some time and maybe sit on your chair and say, Lord, I wish I could have a faith. Lord, it seems like I can never just live an overcoming life, live a victorious life. Lord, is there something wrong with me? Lord, it seems like this COVID during this pandemic, we cannot come to the church. We cannot see each other. Some of their faces start to dwindling. Some of them, they start to, and uh, I think even some are probably uh, thinking, you know, I better turn over every stone of my life, which is fine, which is what that we're supposed to do, and find out if there is anything wrong. But you also know that God said, I would drive your enemy little by little. To some, I think you just have to realize, is that something wrong with you? But God is just a dealing that in your life, not in once, but He has to try to drive that enemy little by little, one by one. We don't have to just become a super, super faith and a super, you know, something that we're super spiritual. All we need to do just to live a daily life, believe unto Him, believe every promise that He has promised to us. And God said, I am your keeper. It's not you try to keep the victory. To some maybe think, the Lord, the victory that I used to have just in one year of this quarantine, this isolation, it seems like it is just gone with the wind. No, it never gone. He is the keeper. He has to redeem you. If He has to deliver you, if He has to transform you, how can the one that will transform you and leave you? It's impossible for Him to leave you. Just to realize that He is the one that will keep your life. And He is the one that's going to drive your enemy one by one. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, just a little simple message. I just pray that you take this to the people's heart. Lord, encourage our dear brothers and the sisters. Lord, it's our God who is our keeper. If it's not to the Lord, build a house. The one that's built it is in vain. It's not to the, if not to the God that kept the city, they that are to watch it, and the watch is in vain. So Lord, you are the one that keep this house. Lord, we're not only just ask you to transform us and then we go on to live our own life. We wanted the keeper that are living inside of us. We wanted a stronger one. It's not just to deliver us, but let a stronger one forever living inside of us. Oh God, we believe you, Lord. Lord, how we need the keeper in this time. Lord, before this pandemic, Lord, we, the deliverer can come. That by the service, by the preaching of the word, then we can, uh, as if to say, we can come to the church to recharge. But Lord, it seems like the charging station has taken away from us. But Lord, it's not a taking away from each one of us. It's actually, it's just a moved. Lord, that the charging station now is one to living inside of us. So Lord, I just pray you that a church not be a location. But Lord, that a church, the owner of the church, the great shepherd, Jesus Christ, living inside of every sheep. So Lord, they whatever they need a charge, 
they can know that coming to the keeper that's inside of their house, this Lord is the work in their life. This Lord is not only just address it, is not only just a work on it, serve it, but this one is also the, the keeper of it. Lord, I just pray you to be with your children. Lord, as we are getting a little rest, then we come to you for the service in the States. Uh, our dear brother John going to preach to us again. Lord, we don't know when we're going to listen to him preaching again. This might be for a while, for the last service that we're going to hear. But Lord, I just pray you, let the Holy Spirit anoint our brother with might, with power. Let the Holy Spirit speak through our brother. And know, Lord, only you know every need. Lord, you let your word through this vessel and meet every need. We give you all the thanks and glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Let's sing on. Uh, I was just... Uh, uh, you know the song, Giving My Life Away? 1153. If you can uh, help me to sing it, Brother Nathan. Giving My Life Away. Giving my life away
Lord will bless every one of you until we see each other again. Just keep this atmosphere that in your house or uh, whatever that's uh, uh, your uh, your places is at. And uh, just pray for the service tonight. And I believe God will use our brother John. Give us a wonderful time together that uh, before it is his word. And that the Lord be with every one of you. You have a wonderful time. And just to think on the Lord. Let your mind think on and meditate on Him. He is our keeper. May the Lord bless you. You are dismissed. If we can just sing this. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, give.